Another week of the 2080 Baseball Podcast. Travis Krenz and Evan Hendershot with you this week here coming up on the end of June. And all of a sudden, less than a 100 games to go here. We're getting down to it. Less than a month to go. About three weeks until the All-Star break. So we're getting down there. Only a, a matter of months. And uh, Kansas City Royals think we'll lead with them. Kansas City Royals are good again this month. They've mm-hmm. been good for a while now. They've been good for... A good month and a half. They couldn't score any runs to begin the year uh, on a historically awful pace. All of a sudden, they're scoring runs. They have the best record in the league over the past month or so. Uh, What do you make of Kansas City all of a sudden from the depths of hell coming up here? They were underperforming, I think, obviously, initially. Scoring Um, two runs a game. Yeah, and the pitching was fine. So basically, it was the bullpen wasn't, but the, the starters were fine. So basically, it was if the hitters started hitting um which they've done with the exception of Alcides Escobar and Alex Gordon but uh, I mean they have a bunch of solid bats and Lorenzo Cain's just on an absolute tear here so um it was a matter of time now uh that being said this still isn't a good team I think right I don't like them I don't they <laughs> I mean because because you couldn't put your finger on why they were good their bullpen was good their defense was good, like we we talked about. They were above little average, above average offensively. Mm-hmm. So they were a very frustrating team because they were not built like they didn't have that big superstar offense, or they didn't have that, uh, that well, ace. People will say Eric Hosmer is yeah, a okay. big superstar, uh, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're looking at him being this. We're looking at Eric he's, Hosmer being one of his best seasons ever so far, and he's got a one nineteen OPS plus. So it's not like. Yeah, I mean, people love Eric Cosmer. I don't know what the deal is with that, but there's always that. People think there, he's yeah. a superstar. But they don't have, like, and he's, he's probably going to start the All-Star game, and he's a yeah. slightly above-average player <laughs> Well, the, his career. As much as I don't like the World Baseball Classic, they were playing him over Paul Goldschmidt, like yeah. one of the best players over the last five years in baseball, Paul Gold, Goldschmidt, and, and yet, I mean, I, I don't know why people think uh, Hosmer's so good. I think that's what happens when uh, when you win. Oh, this guy's on a winning team. He had some good hits. He's he's good. He'll start an all-star game or two, deserving or not. But even and, even looking at his stats, like uh, in 2015, he had 18 homers. People love homers, and that's not very many for a first baseman particularly. So, um, And his defensive war has been atrocious. It's never been positive. I don't know why people think he's so good at defense. He probably wanted some gold gloves. Too, yeah, probably. three. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, they think, they think that, but then when you look at his numbers. It's because he looks athletic, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah. I mean, honestly, you, you, you might make a case that Jason Giambi is a better first baseman than Eric Hosmer is right now. Defense, you know? Oh my God. So, uh, so Kansas city's <laughs> doing what they're doing. They're going to overtake the twins here in a matter of hours. I would assume for second place. <laughs> and, uh, as, as, uh, Kansas city's got Boston this week and the twins have the white Sox at home, which might be a sweep. Uh, and then they also have, uh, Cleveland. At Cleveland, which I don't, I don't want to play. I don't want the Twins to play any home games because they're awful at home, and they're amazing on the road. So that's a good weekend for the Twins. Talked about it beforehand. Is this bad for Kansas City? Because this is the team that uh, could be really, really bad next year and lose all of their guys. They should sell, but they're probably not going to at this moment because they're a game out of five hundred, and nobody's out of it in the American League. Yeah. Um. 
So imagine a scenario where all your best players are on expiring deals. You have the, let's see, Baseball America's 26th worst farm system or 26th, yeah, worst farm system in baseball starting the season. The fifth Um, worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew I was wrong. Anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah. They're ranked 25th. Yes. 25th best. 26th. All right. Again, this is another situation where I'm bad at math. Anyway, good. Farm system, atrocious. Nobody good. Uh, Mondesi, maybe. Um, they have their best players are like their best building blocks. You could argue their sixth best best building block right now on the major league roster, Whit Merrifield. So, Whit. Imagine you're in that scenario and you're a team that has a lot of money. You say, okay, maybe we don't have to trade these prospects because we can sign guys, whatever. That's not the case here. This is a team with no money who just won a World Series a couple of years ago. Um, so your fans aren't really begging you to spend more money uh, so you can get away with not spending more money. Um, so uh, this is like the perfect storm for like 10 years of bad baseball in Kansas City. And that sucks for any fan. Um, and I, I just can't, I can't imagine why you would hang on to these guys. I, I just don't, I don't understand. It doesn't, I, I can't, Get it through my head. I don't know what you think about that. I'll give you a moment to name their top hundred prospects or any any prospects in the top one hundred. Dozier. There's nobody Dozier? in there. There's no? nobody in there. No, oh. they don't have a top hundred prospect. That's how bad their farm figured, system is. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bad. Yeah. It's bad. So if they want to, I don't know. I don't know what you would add. I don't know what you would give up. You don't have anything to give up. Maybe some guy low A is going to be ready in in three or four years, but they have nothing to give up. So if they want to. Add to the pitching staff. I mean, Jason Vargas, I would trade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having a very good year in the Twins. That'd be a nice little pickup for the Twins or anybody uh, for a couple months. Yeah, be yeah. a solid back end guy. But they've got, yeah, they've got, uh, they should trade some guys here because uh, Moustakis, sell high on him. He's having a great year power wise. He may hit 30 home runs. I think the thing with Moustakis is he might be the guy they can bring mm. back. So they might keep him. Why around. bring anybody back? No, I agree. Why not go full Houston and say, all right, let's start from scratch. No, I agree. I think um, Alex Gordon, that contract is just going to eat you alive. Terrible. Some, sometimes you have to know Terrible. when, when to tap you out. aren't good. And I always come back to this, but I think the Yankees were the perfect, perfect example of this last year. Their farm system was already great. And then they said, all right, we're not going to win. It's obviously this year. We can't win the World Series. Maybe we can make the playoffs, but we can't win the World Series. Um so we're going to cut bait, and we're going to bring in uh, Tommy John surgery recipient Glaber Torres, and we're going to bring in uh, Clint Frazier, and we're going to bring in Justin, Justice Sheffield. So you, you bring in these three top 100 prospects right away, and your farm system's instantly great. I think you could get a top 100 prospect out of Hosmer, Kane, or Moustakis if people like them enough, I think. The one advantage the Yankees have, they could sign a Chapman... And trade him right away and say, give us all your guys. Well, not that I particularly yeah. wanted um, them to. Uh, well, that way, that time they traded for him um, because under, under circumstances. We... Well, the circumstances there were, they they were okay. And Chapman was basically free. I mean, they got, they traded no one good for him. No one. Um, and they got a big haul for him. Yeah. And, and then, they signed him right back. Yes. Uh, which I didn't love, but um I mean, the Royals have perfect guys to trade. Mike Miner has been really good. Uh, Herrera, they could trade. Soria, they could trade. Um, basically, hang on to Duffy, Perez, 
that's it. You could trade everyone else on that team. I'd be fine with it. Got uh, Jorge Bonifacio. I think he's, he's a solid, solid guy to have around. He's uh, what is it? Got to be a rookie. Mm-hmm. Solaire's uh, he's okay. hurt right now, but he's yep. another guy that has potential. Matt Strom, uh, another guy with potential. Um, th- why? Why yeah. wouldn't you? Kane is on fire right now. Why wouldn't you send him to some team that could use him? They're gonna they're gonna keep in the race here. They are a game under five hundred. They're a game back. The Twins. Three and a half back of Cleveland. Cleveland's red hot right now because they played the Twins. And I'm sure you've you've seen this, uh, just the rankings and the wild card standings here uh, a week away from July. But everybody's in it in the American League. Oakland mm-hmm. is in, is the worst team in the American League record-wise. And they just swept the Yankees. Yeah. So they're four and a half back. Four and a half games back. They are in 15th place in the league. You look at that National League, the playoffs are set. We just don't know who's winning the Central. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, they lead the Cubs by eight and a half. We know who's winning the Central. Let's well, that's be, it. Cubs, Cubs are no, there. Let's be clear. I, I mean, mean, the Brewers are fun, and, and they have prospects to deal or who could come up. But, I mean, let's be real. The Cubs, they, they're Cubs actually a team that they've got some prospects. So if they want to add a little piece there and uh, they're a little, uh, little ahead of schedule, they could maybe do that. And the Cubs, still uh, still not getting it going. Winning, you know, they'll go on a losing streak. They'll... B five hundred, they're you know they're one game better than Kansas City right now. But I mean, I just we're, we're still very early. We're not even halfway done through the season, and it seems like we know who the wild card teams are going to be. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I don't remember that. And in the American League, it's the complete opposite. Yeah, the American League is going to be significantly more interesting this year. How's that going to work with the trade deadline? Since anybody could be a buyer in the American League. Meanwhile, the National League, you have five teams over five hundred. I mean, everybody could be a seller. Yeah, I think um, the clear sellers in the National League are the Marlins, Phillies, uh, Reds, Padres, Giants, Pirates. I think the Cardinals are going to be buyers, even being where they are or sit tight. Um, but yeah, I there there are players to be had from the Giants, Padres, Reds, Phillies, Marlins, right off the bat. Uh, in the American League, I still think the A's are probably going to deal. That's common oh, yeah. for Oakland, them. Oakland, Oakland, uh, Houston's Houston's a buyer. And Chicago, I mean, the White Sox are making trades. They're not going to just hang on to Quintana, no way. Or Robertson, no way. Baltimore's interesting since the Baltimore at 500 and has really fallen off here the past couple of weeks. And Injuries kind of killed them. Toronto's right back in the mix, and I'm a big proponent of uh, Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay to... Right now, I like Tampa Bay to get that to be in the wild card game. Kiermaier's hurt though. So I've got him on the list. May as well go to him right now. Missed it. Uh, missed it last week, but uh, this was on June eighth when he slid. Did you see this? He slid feet first. Mm-hmm. This was I think I think it was against the I don't know if it was against the Twins or somebody else. He slid feet first into first base. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Stupid. Jacked up his hip. He's out for a couple months. I can't feel sorry for the guy. That's stupid. I'm starting to get sick of people sliding every which way. It's hurting everyone. Trout, uh, Glaber Torres, Kiermaier, no yeah, more the sliding. The collision at home plate, what was it, last night? Two nights mm-hmm. ago? Yep. Cubs, uh, what, Cubs and whoever? Yeah, Rizzo's not going to get any uh, trouble for that, apparently, um, even though it was illegal. Uh, but, yeah, let's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's starting to get annoying that players are getting hurt, but that's kind of been part of the game forever, the sliding and collisions and um, sliding particularly. There's no way to avoid it except for Kiermaier's situation and Trout and Torres' situation. Don't slide head first. 
Uh, Kiermeyer's is the opposite way. If you're going to slide in the first, it's probably head slid first. feet first in the first base. I wonder if the Rays have a don't slide head first policy, which well is, then don't do it. Just run. Just oh, run to, through the so, base. So first, yeah, I feel I feel like there have been studies that it's minimally uh, sliding into first. It has minimal impact, but yeah, that's dumb. Don't do that. I wondered though. That brings to mind. People have been talking about this with the Yankees uh, recently losing a player to Tommy John now, but. Um, there's a lot of talk about banning, uh, head first slides, uh, cause they're too dangerous. They hurt people all the time. So I can't, the Kiermaier situation is a anomaly, I think, but I don't think, yeah, I think you can't get rid of that. But if, if I'm a, if I'm a team and I say, I would have no problem telling my best players, you can't slide head first, my Mike Trout's, my Bryce Harper's. That's fine. Yeah. But. Your um, your Byron Buxtons don't uh, your Byron Buxtons your Derek Norris's Norai, yeah. uh, they they would um, let them <laughs> slide at first more than one yeah more than one yeah I mean just the the standings are way out of whack it's amazing the and then and that National League West just continues all they could maybe all win thirty or ninety games here we got a big series uh, Diamondbacks Rockies again Colorado. Um, and it's a, a good matchup tonight, but um, the same thing, again, it goes back to, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be better because, for example, tonight, Zach Greinke's on the mound. That's better than anyone on the Rockies. That's just objective. Greinke and Robbie Ray are better than any pitcher on the Rockies right now, in my opinion. Nine of 12 Rocky games are against Arizona and the Dodgers the next two weeks, so we'll see what Rockies have in store. I think you, you know it's going to be like totally split right down the middle, and they're all, all going to be they're all going to be right in the right in the pack together again, um, which is great. Uh, that happened a couple years ago. That was the Rockies Padres, and the that was the one sixty third though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a tiebreaker before that. Mm-hmm. Um, the NL West is a uh, known to I don't know. It's proven to be an exciting division, which sucks that it's always late night for us uh, over here in the Central, but. It's it's going to be the best uh, come September for sure. The way the Rockies is their pitching staff is completely different than it was at the beginning of the year, and that was my biggest question. And now they have three guys who are very good. Sanzatella is very good. I think uh, Hoffman's their best pitcher, and uh, Chatwood's done well. And they've they've added some guys. Uh, their their rookies that they've called up have uh, been amazing. And yeah, you don't need a whole lot of run support, and they're. The run differential is 75, which is unbelievable. They've That's only good. given up 308 runs, which is one of the best in the league. If not, uh, the Dodgers are better, the Diamondbacks are better, and uh, that would be it. So they've given up the third fewest runs in the league, which is insanity. There's a... a it's funny. They aren't really hitting that well. No. Um, they're, they have three starters that are league average hitters or better, um, and then Para on the bench is the, the fourth um that's crazy to imagine uh, a rockies team where uh, one two three four five of your uh hitters are below average that's pretty strange um so they have room to grow i think uh hopefully they can find a replacement for carlos gonzalez here because he is a train wreck this year um and that's that's by far their biggest hole you can get away with having below average guys at shortstop second base catcher and maybe not ian desmond in left field but um it's funny that they can't hit. It's very strange to, to see a Rockies team that really, they might be score, outscoring opponents, but they can't hit. 
because all the all the things that you've seen, all the articles written is uh, you know the pitching staff and they're better and and their bullpen and Greg Holland and all this stuff. It's been all about the pitching, mm-hmm. but it'd be, I think it would be worthwhile to look at that hitting and see what the problem is. I mean, they are third in the National League in OPS, but that's obviously we should. But know. if you compare for our, them to, for yeah. our Rockies uh, people that have you gotten an argument with on Twitter, that's right? Um, that is not representative of how that works um but it is worth noting they are third in the national league in ops they just aren't that good uh, compared to what they usually are yes uh they should be first every year 100 percent. so um like if you want to talk about an mvp guy off of this team uh charlie blackman would be that mm-hmm. guy he's having a another amazing season gonna have another just crazy year where he Drives in 100, scores well over 100, hits 30 home runs. Going to rack up 20 triples maybe, Hit too. like 323, 30. I mean, just a, uh, an obscene Coors Field type of year. Um, so he's a guy that should get uh, – I mean, nobody talks about him, but he's definitely a guy well, that – People people talk about him. Well, I know it's on Rockies games. They go bananas for the guy. Uh, it's crazy um, how much they love him out there. Um I think he's probably your number two, maybe, in the NL behind Ballinger, maybe? Just the way he's hitting. As far as what, MVP or what? Yeah, probably, right? Am I missing? Or oh, Bryce Harper. That uh, that, that doesn't guy. count, though. I, Max Scherzer. He'll get MVP <laughs> votes. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, players that aren't getting a lot of uh, credit, how would you... Uh, how would you not, categorize this? Guys who are very good. Ju- not their due, I guess, as far as even in big baseball circles, we all know these guys are playing well, but we're not talking about them because of Cody Bellinger, because of Aaron Judge, because of Sano, because of... Uh, superstar Aaron Hicks. Superstar Aaron Hicks. Because of all these guys, we're not talking about these other guys that we're about to talk about. Um, and what was the first guy that came up... Uh, Start with him. The first guy that came, this is where the idea came from. Oh, uh, I was looking at Domingo Santana because he's awesome. And um, I was looking at the Brewers, more more importantly, because I wanted to catch some Brewers games this week, hopefully. Um, they've been playing really well, and they have a lot of exciting players. And then uh, I realized, oh, Domingo Santana, who's been the one of the lead prospects and I think two pretty major deals, most recently Carlos Gomez. But he is just flying under the radar. Um and this is a guy who is, I don't know, let me pull it up. He's like 6'5", 220 or something crazy. Because uh, early on in the season, he, he came up and you're like, well, this guy could be a big power guy. And he was solid last year, too. And he was, yeah, he had a bad start to the year. And he's, then he's, he's really picked it up. Yeah, and, and we're, it's, it's funny that we're not talking about this guy who, uh, I mean, he's hard to miss. He's pretty big. Uh, and he's been fairly consistent uh, over his... Uh, weird kind of spread out time in the majors. He's been... He's never been given the job full-time I mean, in he's, this year he has. He's had 30 homers through 201 games, I think, which is pretty good for a younger guy. He's 24, almost 25 here, uh, 202 games now. Um, he's just been really good, and he's dropped his K percentage down 6%, uh, which 26% for a home run hitter is good, I think. Um and we're just looking at this guy who is overshadowed, the Brewers even. They have uh, Brett Phillips, Lewis Brinson coming up. They have Ryan Braun. They have Eric Thames, obviously, of course. Um, we're not talking about Domingo Santana. It's funny that people aren't really talking about him. Uh, I, I think this is a guy who 
we might be looking at as like a 30 homer hitter for the next 12 years. And we, I don't know, I wish people would talk about those kind of players more, the, the people who really have long-term projectable skills. He was a 197 hitter uh, in the first month of the season, was not uh, was not very good, and then he hit 322 last month, and he's kind of evened out to 261, where you would probably expect him to be mm-hmm. uh, for his uh, for his career. And uh, power, you know, he could hit to 25 home runs this year, so a good uh, good turnaround there for Domingo Santana. Get yeah, some run. Good uh, good player. Good enough that he was a centerpiece. Um, in the Carlos Gomez, Mark Fire, uh, Mike Fires trade, and uh, he was a, a player to be named later uh, in a in the uh, Hunter Pence deal. So clearly, he has prospect pedigree. Um, and I don't know. I just think this is like a really, really talented player who isn't getting any attention. Do you have any guys? That you I have. Want? I have guys. Uh, Chris Taylor with the Dodgers. Yeah, he's been he's, good. Uh, he's hitting 300, got some time because of injuries, because of uh, Justin Turner, and he's uh, good enough that he can stay in there, and he's hit nine home runs thus far, driven in 32, uh, OPS plus 139, well above his uh, career with Seattle, which uh, was well below average, and he's been well above average with the Dodgers here this year. So he's a guy that's uh, basically uh, going to play the rest of the way because he's good enough. Yeah, and he's worked out as a kind of a platoon uh, kind of guy with Utley, your uh, my your, guy, your guy, um, which has made Utley better by having some other guy be able to play. Um, and Forsyth hasn't been good, so having a guy like Chris Taylor is a really good thing. He did come out of nowhere. He's a guy. Uh, there are he's not going to sustain this like Santana could be a guy that you expect that could mm-hmm. hit twenty to thirty home runs. Taylor will probably come back to earth and be a utility guy the rest of his career. He's probably not going to start. And the Dodgers have a lot of depth, but uh, this will this will benefit him if uh, Utley breaks down. He can take over there. If Turner gets hurt again, he can take over there, mm-hmm. and you don't lose a whole lot. Yeah, no, I uh, I actually think he he could be a solid um, player for overtime. You know, uh, could be a, a decent guy. But the thing about him is uh, he. I don't know. He's small and he kind of plays a lot of different positions. So you don't really know how good he's going to be, but, uh, long-term, but I don't know. He'll be good. I think for a utility player, but 139 OPS plus is pretty good. I'd say. Who's your next guy? we got about three or four guys. Um, I, this is a double whammy here. This is this doesn't count as one of my, this counts as one Marcelo Zuna and Justin Bohr who has an awful last name. Sorry, Justin. Um, they are both, like, superstar hitters this year. Um, Ozuna should be an all-star. They're both above 150 OPS+. Plus. They both have uh, as many homers last time I checked, which I think was today. They both had 18 homers, uh, which is what Stanton has. They're both hitting better than Giancarlo, Giancarlo Stanton right now. They uh, Justin Bohr gets, gets a lot of talk in baseball circles because he's, like, enormous and... Um, He's kind of funny to watch, but this is a team that has a ton of solid position player prospects um, or, or players, uh, and Ozuna and Justin Bohr are just not going to get uh, the type of attention you'd hope they could get because they're playing with Christian Yelich and they're playing with Stanton and they're playing with people, but they've been people better like, than both of those guys. People like D. Gordon too, for some reason. But yeah, they have been better than both of those guys. Uh, J.T. Realmuto 
or whatever his name is. Uh, he's been really good too. Um, so they have a ton of guys that are kind of overshadowing, overshadowing these others uh, at times. But these are two guys that are hitting like crazy, should both be all-stars. Um, as much as the Marlins are kind of dumb. Uh, but uh, these two guys are super great. Tearing and, it up. And it sucks that they're on the Marlins. It sucks that all these guys are on the Marlins because nobody's ever going to watch the Marlins. But these guys are like incredibly good and, and should get more attention. Ozuna, uh, Loria wanted to deal him. I think it was even last year. So uh, good good job hanging on to him accidentally, I guess. But uh, these the Marlins have a great future if they can just get a new owner who's willing to pay all these guys for a long term. These are these are some really, really good position players. Offense is good, just needs some pitching. Ozuna made the all-star team last year, whatever that's worth. Generally didn't have an all-star type season, but somebody had to go, and he should definitely, definitely make the all-star team coming up this year, so hopefully that happens. My guy is a guy that's uh, been on a hell of a streak who has severely disappointed his entire career, <laughs> somebody we have not somehow touched down here the past month, uh, Justin Smoke with Toronto. Oh, sure. Who is now, for the first time in his career, actually the, the big power hitter he was always supposed to be. He's on pace for over 40 home runs, and I think he'd be a terrific guy to trade somewhere if you're uh, Toronto, even though Toronto's right there in the mix, as is every team. But, damn, he is just turned it on all of a sudden, and... Uh, 600 slugging, 961 OPS. Uh, he's he's been. This is what people thought he would have been five years ago with Texas and Seattle. So uh, good to see Justin Smoke five years too late uh, reach his potential. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's uh, kind of a weird hitter. He's a switch hitter, right? Yes, I think he is. Um, man, he's just what they needed uh, to kind of Encarnacion overcome left. that. Yeah, Batista got off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Donaldson get hurt, and all of a sudden. Uh, Toronto, they were 10 games under, and this has been their best hitter all year. Yeah, and uh, you want your first baseman to be your best hitter uh, usually. Um, But, yeah, he's been really good this year. He's never shown this much talent um, in the major leagues, at least. This is a guy who was a top 25 prospect two years in a row. So you would expect him to be able to figure this out before he turns 30, uh, where he's a year older than the average major leaguer now. But... um, yeah, it's good Good for him for figuring it out and good for good for the Blue Jays for uh, kind of giving him patience. They did this with Batista, too. They find these big power bats, and um, they're able to do something with them and kind of... And Carnacion, even, another guy. They're around for five, six years. They don't do anything, and then they come to Toronto, and they blow up. He's getting paid $4 million this year, $4 million next year. An amazing contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, eight, uh, not even $8.5 million these next two years. So he hasn't done much with Toronto. But uh, he should probably make the all-star game, too. Yeah, and I mean, there's um, uh, the opposite situation for Toronto. I, I should not give them all the credit in the world. Troy Tulowitzki went there, and he's garbage. So there's that. Yo, next, guy. Your, next guy. Next guy. <laughs> Let's see. Scott Schebler. I was going to put him on the list there. Lots of home runs. I joked about him. I remember, I think, just offhand once. You probably wouldn't even remember it. Um, during the show? I don't know if it was during or after the show, maybe. But uh, I thought it was like, oh, I was like, whatever. They have Scott Schebler in their outfield, whatever. But, I mean, he's turning in exactly the type of season Adam Duvall was doing last year, and he's kind of become the same type of player. Um, just a power bat. He has half of his hits are extra base hits. Um, that's cool. 
He's hitting well. He's never he's hit in the minor leagues, so doesn't strike out a lot. No, not a ton for a power bat. And uh, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't have been this type of hitter when when uh, based on his minor league ability. So uh, he's been pretty good. And he's another guy. He plays on Joey Votto's team. So don't even like who's going to pay attention to him. He's on Cincinnati, number one. And then he plays with Joey Votto. So who's going to pay attention to him? Um, not most people, apparently, because um, you don't with, really hear him talked about too much. He was with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and he was part of that big ten thousand person trade with Todd Frazier mm-hmm. uh, being the main the main piece right there. So. Yeah, he uh, he's been really solid, and uh, I think he's the type of player that's made them at least be able to stay afloat a little bit, despite some pitching that's very very suspect. Worst uh, ERA in the National League. And he's a guy looking at to what he did last year, basically the same thing. His slugging percentage is up quite a bit, over 100 points, but his average and on-base are basically the same, so he's just hitting for more power this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, strikeouts are about the same, walks are almost the same, but it just basically he had the same year last year as this year in half a season, but this year he could hit uh, 35 home runs. This same exact situation happened last year with uh, Adam Duvall. Same exact situation. You had a guy who was a power hitter in minor leagues. He looked like he might be kind of a quad a type, uh, you know, tweener guy, uh, as far as talent and, uh, the reds give him a chance. And what here's the, here's what I'm learning from the players I'm picking. Uh, if you have a power guy, that skill is enough to give that guy 500 plate appearances in a season and see what happens. Uh, because you might end up having a star on your hands or a very legitimate six, seven hitter in your lineup. My guy got actually MVP votes last year. Oh boy, Jose Ramirez for Cleveland, who I would say would be would would get MVP votes again this year, mm-hmm. having another good year where his slugging percentage is just way up. I hope he's an All Star as well. Uh, he's he's one of their best hitters, and no, I mean nobody talks about him. Uh, Jose Ramirez for Cleveland, hitting three eighteen, has eleven home runs. He leads, I think, he leads the league in doubles with twenty three. So you have Cleveland, and they've got a lot of stars, and this might be the best of the bunch this year production-wise, but yeah, Jose Ramirez is not going to be on anybody's list. Uh, you'd have to dig a little bit, I would say, but uh, he's certainly a guy that could be, I would say right now, top 10 MVP in the uh, in the league. Yeah, he's been um, good, and he really made a name for himself, I think, last year in uh, the playoffs, but uh, he's been a really solid player, and uh, Cleveland has a lot of really solid players, I think. One more guy for you. Who do you... Uh... For me, one more. Uh, this last guy, Lucas Duda. Duda! was bad last year, hurt. Um, the Mets suck, so nobody's talking about the Mets other than that they suck, uh, which is fine. They deserve that. Um, but he has been kind of good. Again, another power hitter. They're kinda, they found out we can't play Lucas Duda against lefties all the time. Uh, we're going to have to platoon him. He's been significantly better that way. He is actually tied with Scott Schebler for for batters with, uh, if you drop uh, qualified and you just go to 150 plate appearances, they're tied for isolated power with 294. Uh, That's 13th in baseball. Very good, obviously. That's better than, I'll rattle rattle off some names for you. Conforto, Arenado, Sano, Goldschmidt, Stanton, Lamb, and superhuman world beater baseball player Scooter Jeanette. Okay, good. So uh, he's better than all those guys, uh, which I think is flying under the radar because as 
uh, we all love and we, we all uh, always enjoy. The Mets are bad. Um, and I don't know where you stand, but I feel like it's universally uh, accepted that the Mets should be bad. And um, it's it's interesting that he's not getting any attention. But uh, again, the Mets are bad. And that is where our primary focus should be. The Mets are bad. Sorry, Lucas Duda. Here we go. This is one time he's going to get a mention probably for me all season. But no, no pitchers, I don't think. No pitchers. Um, I don't. The thing about pitchers is they don't play enough. Uh, so they inherently fly under the radar because they only play a few times, you know. And relievers, it's usually fluky. Starters, it's usually a fluke. Uh, you look at Vargas for the Royals. He's good against everyone but the Yankees, so he's not good, in my opinion, in, if, if that's the case. Um, but... Yeah, I I think uh I I don't know. I think it's it's harder to sustain a good stretch. Uh your sample size is going to be larger if you're a, a hitter than if you're a pitcher. So, I think that's probably why we ended up looking at these type of players. Do you have oh, any I've, more? I've got a pitcher, one more guy for me, a pitcher, Jimmy Nelson. Oh, right. You mentioned him. Ace of the staff there for my Milwaukee Brewers. He is 7th in war for pitchers. Okay. Very good. Uh, ERA is uh, not too bad at uh, 3.28. His FIP is pretty much the same at 3.11. So I think that's a sustainable deal for him. He cut down. He led the league in walks last year. uh, So he's cut that uh, down. He may cut that in half this year. So he had 86 walks last year. That's way too many. He has 21 here, about uh, a good third of the way through the season. So he's he's, uh, cut down his walks. He leads the league. He was home runs per nine given up. He's cut his walks in half. He's increased his strikeouts per nine by two up to nine. So basically a a nine to one strikeout to walk ratio right now. Uh, Very, very good. Uh, Maybe four to one, four to one strikeout to walk ratio. Still very good. Uh, So I think he's going to go pretty far. Uh, Milwaukee, I think they're going to stay in the mix, maybe even finish above 500. There's no wild card this year, so that's a disappointment for them. But uh, Jimmy Nelson... I think uh, 28 years old, good good season thus far. Yeah, he um, didn't he just uh, overcome the mighty Padres? He pitched. Uh, yeah, he pitched a. I believe he can pitch. Pitched a complete game. Yeah, I uh, eight eight innings at least. If any anyone game. who can um, overcome the the stunning power and ability of the Padres, he may have went head to head with Lamette. Why do you do if you go head to head with Lamette? <laughs> I think he didn't. I, <laughs> I let me look. Uh, even if they, even if Lamet pitched the game before, just for them to come back the next game and win the game after Lamet pitched against you, have a Lamet hangover, outstanding by the Brewers. I feel like uh, something's wrong with me. I I searched Jimmy. No, I was searching for Jimmy Nelson, and I searched Nelson Jimmy. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, uh, it was Luis Perdomo. Perdomo he, also pitched well. He's um been a frustrating player because he's an obvious talent who can't seem to figure it out. Um. He's been, well, he's a Rule 5 guy, right? Yeah, from the Cardinals, uh, from the Rockies, and then purchased by the Padres because Rule 5 is very easy to follow typically. Um, but, yeah, I Jimmy Nelson's good. I hope he continues. Uh, he's also been the kind of guy that's been frustrating, though, as far as uh, career uh, numbers. And he's, only, he's 28 now, so um, if he doesn't figure it out this year, you might not figure it out. But those Ks per nine, way up. Way Walks it out. Walks it out. So time. you got to wonder. Home runs per nine is leading the league. It's way down two. Uh, you got to wonder what he what he did. And hopefully it's sustainable. Good things are up. Bad things are down. 
Exactly, which is uh, a key component to being good at anything. A bonus guy. Uh, this guy played six games with the Yankees last year. Don't know how much you know about him. Six wait, six games with the Yankees last how year. How did he get to position the, player or, or pitcher? Position player. Position he player. was traded August thirty first of ben last. Ben Gamble. Yeah, I almost picked Ben Gamble, but it wasn't an it wasn't an under the radar to me because I know, ev- like, you know everything about Ben Gamble. And he's. I don't know how this is happening, but he's hitting 343 or 344 with Seattle. Uh, there's not any power there, but uh, he uh, he's putting together a 400 on base. This is right in my wheelhouse. Uh, ben Gamble was a roster crunch move. They couldn't. They had two. Their their minor league roster pool was so good that they had a 40 man roster crunch, which they're going to have again this year. This is why they charaded James Pazos uh, last year too to the Mariners as well. Um, the Yankees had a ton of really talented players who they just couldn't get on the 40 man. And they're like, these guys are obviously going to be taken uh, in the rule five draft if we mm-hmm. don't deal them. So we might as well deal them because Ben Gamble is a hundred percent sure thing to get taken in the rule five. Uh, Cause he was very talented, especially in Scranton uh, most recently when he was in triple a with the Yankees. So um, I am not surprised he's doing well. I am very surprised he's doing this well, of course, but uh he should be a solid third best outfielder for a while, I would think, on on a team like that. He's with Seattle. Your thoughts on Seattle? Bad start. They're back in it now, as is every team. Uh, their pitching is not good. If you look at the names, uh, their offense is good. I don't like Seattle. You probably like them more than I do. Oh I no, I don't. <laughs> you don't like them at all either. No, I, I think um, uh, Jerry Depoto is is very interesting to me. Um, because of his uh, deal. wheeling and dealing. Uh, I find that very fascinating. Um, but uh, I think sometimes he can go overboard. And I think um, he really, it seems like he really went after like a, um, let's mold this team to the ballpark, which sometimes works. The Rockies are doing it. But uh, it just seems weird. Um that they went that route with their hitters, but they've been kind of good. It's the pitchers who haven't been good. Um, but I don't know. I don't see a lot of sustainable. I see a lot of overperforming players in the uh, Mariners. Um, Seager's underperforming, but uh, Dyson's probably hitting better than I would expect. Gamble's hitting better than you'd expect. Cruz is getting older, obviously. Uh, same with Cano. And Valencia is only passable. Um, I see a lot, a lot of overperformers in that lineup, and uh, rotation is a train wreck. Fourth in runs, third worst in runs given up. So lots of offense and no pitching. I don't see them finishing over 500. They're bad in strikeouts too. Very, very bad strikeout team. So Good that uh, we agree. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the Mariners are an incredibly frustrating team because they have so much talent in – Cano Seeger and Cruz, particularly in the lineup, and then in um, no one other than Paxton in the rotation. But uh, they should be, they should probably be better. But it's just one of the things where I don't think their farm system is super great to be able to replace anyone who leaves. Um, and they're right where I'd think they would be, thirty-five and thirty-seven, which is how they should be based on run differential. Cody Bellinger having a hell of a week. He set a record for quickest to twenty twenty-one home runs. He's had five uh, two home run games already in 51 games. Uh, he is he's unbelievable right now. 21 home runs, 
just insanity from Cody Bellinger, who is he's 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 my he's my favorite player right now in baseball. He has a um, curious uh, batting stance as well. Uh, I think um, that's how I'd put it. Very curious. Stand up, you know, upright. It's a cool swing. Cool swing. Long swing when he hits it, you know, it's gone. He's a very exciting player. Does have a, you know, you can cut that on the strikeouts there in the next couple of years, but everything else is. Who cares? Strikeout. Strikeout every time and then hit a home run all the other times. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if that's what he does. Um, he's been uh, very good, but yeah, it's a really, you feel like there's going to be holes in that swing that they can. That pitchers can kind of... He went in a little bit of a slump there. He got off to a great start. Went into a bit of a slump. Now he's come back here these last... Uh, what, he has nine home runs his last nine games. He had two on Monday night. He's just tearing tearing people alive. Yeah, he's a uh, super awesome, great, amazing <laughs> hitter. And uh, it's pretty cool that um, he's doing as well as a lot of us kind of expected. I think um, it's disappointing probably for the uh, twins that they couldn't mm. get him for Dozier, but <laughs> mm. I think that seemed... Hmm. They weren't going to give Dozier away unless they got what they wanted. They over, they asked too much for him, and if they were going to give it to him, then okay, we'll take Cody Bellinger, and so yeah, that, that would have been very exciting for the twins. I don't know where they would have played him. That's the thing, because there's no place to put him. You would find a place for him to play. Bellinger? Yeah. Oh, look what the Dodgers are doing. Oh, I know. Yeah, first base, you can do a DH, you can do outfield. It would have been interesting to see how the Twins would have, where they would have put him. Um, Outfield, probably. Because Kepler's not moving. They're giving Buxton all the chances. Uh, Rosario, that'd be fine if they could get rid of Rosario. But uh, it would have been fun to see where, I'm sure, I, get, I, I bet Bellinger still would be in AAA right now if he was with the Twins. I think, uh, oh boy, I guess I don't know. And Joe Maurer, Joe Maurer's been very good this year, so that's that's a change. I think, um, man, outfield, I guess. I have to look at the Twins. I, I There's really no position you would, there's, the offense is set. The offense is set and fine and ready to go, so they just need the pitching help, which we've talked about many, many times. Yeah, left field, bump Rosario to center. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, uh. He's, he's basically, uh, Bellinger's played basically half and half. He's played uh, left field, and he's played first base. Well, and then you could play uh, him at first when you want to DH Mauer or when you want Mauer to have a day off. Um, that's why having a guy like Bellinger, though, is so incredibly valuable because he's good at multiple positions, um, and he's obviously going to hit. So, man, I, I mean, I, I'm very jealous that he's on the, the Dodgers, but... Uh, it's it's kind of frustrating that these, um, for non-Yankees Dodgers fans, that these two big uh, contract, you know, big salary teams have these, like, super great young prospects who they have to pay peanuts. Um, the Red Sox have a few guys like that, too. So, uh, oops, I guess. Oops, <laughs> I guess. Bellinger's very good. When I was growing up, I loved the Home Run Derby. Sorry. I watched it every year. It was fun. <laughs> Uh, with Griffey and McGuire and Sosa, it was, it was great. They're on Monday nights. Uh, home run derby this year is in Miami. I would assume Stanton will be in there because if he isn't, that would be stupid. 
So assume he's there. I would like Bellinger to be in there. He could lead the league in home runs. Mm -hmm. uh, Thames is a great story. I'd like to see little Eric Thames in there. And uh, Bryce Harper would be nice. I don't know if there's any other. Your guy, Shebler. Uh, you don't know if there's any other guy that should be in the home run derby? In the National League? No, National League. Oh, okay. Sir, we'll get to judge and jury okay, here in a like, bit. Whoa, whoa. National League. Hang on here. Uh, okay. There's nobody that really pops off the page because you've got guys like Shebler and Bellinger leading the league in home runs. Uh, but you you have Stanton in there and Harper for star power. Thames is a great story. Bellinger's going to be a star. So the National League side's pretty well set. I don't see Harper doing it. That's he won't do it. That's uh somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Zimmerman's been I don't, crazy. We don't want him. We don't want him in there. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hard pass. Throw Justin Bohr in there then. Hard huge, pass. Huge, sure. huge, super big, two, huge guy. Ozuna, Bohr, two Miami guys in there. I'd like to see Votto do it too. I think if he's doing kind of batting practice type swings, you probably smoke a bunch of them out. Then you go to the American League. Uh, Judge will of be course. in there. Of course. If he gets hurt, I don't know. Uh, Sano <laughs> should be in there because that'd be fun. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Logan Morrison would be another guy who would we could have fit on that under the radar. Who's just all of a sudden uh, found his power stroke. I think he second to judge in home runs. So uh, Logan Morrison could be a guy. American Man. League, anybody else? Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the, the top 10 and I'm seeing... A few guys I think would be awesome. Uh, Gallo, uh, Ryan Healy from the A's, uh, Chris Davis again from the A's, um, and George Springer who hits moonshots. Those three, four, those four, uh, math, oh, such a hurdle for me. Mm. <laughs> I think uh, those four would be really, really cool. Uh, Ryan Healy in particular is a um, power guy. would have another guy to add to our list. He seems like a guy who uh, can sneak a bunch of homers over, but he's big. Um He's kind of a one-dimensional power guy, but that's exactly what you want in the uh, home run derby. Um, but Chris Davis, the the A's version, I, I'd like to see too. Yeah, Healy, another guy I was interested in because he had a good year last year and about mm -hmm. half a year. Uh, was terrible the first month. And like saying, uh, Tana picked it up and he's going to hit 30 home runs. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and uh, he kind of is, is going to, He's going to be a liability on defense for his whole career. Um, I think as long as he's the kind of guy that can play 40 games at first or third uh, each year, um, that'll be fine. But he's a really, uh, really, really good hitter um, that the A's have, and they're barely paying him, so that's another good thing for them. You've got the big thing there in Miami in left center. Mm -hmm. uh, the big thing, that's... Judge, um, very intrigued to see where he hits these balls. I mean, he does it in game. This is insane. I don't miss in to do this 500 feet, I think there's, what is it, open? There's the window situation. I think he could probably clear the stadium. I don't know, and I don't watch enough Marlins games. It's amazing. <laughs> you can hit the uh, upper deck in left field. If you got Gallo coming up there, maybe at the uh, top deck there. So I always like to see, okay, where are these guys hitting the balls in this stadium where you never knew there were places like this before? Oh, yeah, triple deck, uh, upper deck, target field. Well, the... The thing about Miami is uh, that's where Stanton plays, so we've probably seen, seen a few all of the them, places man. that guys can hit them there that are exciting, and that's where Justin Bohr plays, and that's where Ozuna plays. So it's um, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. But Judge and Sano and all those guys together, I think will hit some, especially lefties. If you get some lefties in there, I don't know how, how much. Bellinger and Gallo. Bellinger, that uppercut swing, too. Bam! He, he could kill one. He's got, he's got to be on the all-star team somewhere. I don't know where. Bellinger, he's got to be on there somewhere. Yeah, as long as Aaron Hicks is on the on the AL team. Yeah, he's hurt. <laughs> well, he doesn't make him not an all-star. Oh, let's see here. A few more items of note. My old guy of the week was pretty easy. Oh, yeah? Because this guy's apparently just going to hang him up anyways. 
uh, Bronson Arroyo says, yeah, I'm probably done because I'm not very good. Yeah, this happened before. I'm 40. And I'm hurt. <laughs> oh. He was uh, weird always to watch. Um, Big that, leg kick. That leg kick is strange. Um, Pretty good pitcher. He's old enough. For a long time. That uh, I was a boy when he was pitching for the Red Sox, uh, and I tried to uh, do that leg kick. Um, mm. It really uh, keeps you keeps you balanced, but uh, your your velocity is just hampered. Uh, if you like try throwing like that, it just like why am I in the air this long? Uh, what a weird throwing motion he had, though. That's all. That's all I'll ever remember about Bronson. Oh, and the music too that he plays. I don't know if you're. Is he a guitar guy? I don't know. He put out some albums when he was in the Red Sox. I think after the World Series or something, um, 2004. <laughs> uh, what a weird, strange in the hair. <laughs> Career salary. Yeah. Do I have to guess? Uh, Unless you know. No, I don't know. I am on his baseball reference page, but I haven't scrolled down. Okay. I'm going to say 90 million because that tends to be right where we're at with all these guys. 95. Nine. I feel like all these Pretty guys good. are right there because of when they played, you know. Um, doesn't take much to make 10 million a year right uh he and he was he's he's pretty good he was an above average pitcher for barely (laughs) 101 for his career era plus but only had a couple seasons under that so if you take his his prime years so let's say 03 to uh, 03 to 09 25 uh, 26 years old at 32 112 era plus 4.06 more than more than uh, capable of being a guy Really, really solid three-four guy in a rotation. Going to strike a lot of guys out. Um, for the Reds, though, he was more of a really solid two, <laughs> considering they're pitching. Um, they're it's just the train wreck. Um, but he pitched. It's crazy. It feels like he was in Boston significantly longer than three seasons. Significantly longer than three seasons, and it was only two. more like two and a half. Yeah, like two and a, like two and a three. Couple he pitched. games actually. Yeah. Six games and oh, really? Three, so it, was... it really feels like he was on the Red Sox. Maybe again, I watched, especially when I was a kid, I watched Nesson all the time because uh, I lived there in that area. But uh, it seemed like he was on the Red Sox for way longer than that. But he was on the Reds for a long time, and he was a solid pitcher for them, making way too much money, of course. But uh, who cares? That players should make money. That's they're entertainers. It was good timing for him to be on the Red Sox when they won because he hasn't really won anywhere else. Well, he played on the Reds. How Reds. <laughs> Unless he Reds. Uh, gets a time machine and goes back to yeah. the 70s. Uh, he was also part of a uh, weird, um, weird what did the brave, deal. What did the Brave... Okay, what, what's what, what what's the deal? Uh, Tuki Toussaint, Toussaint. I don't know how to say it. This is another one. Of, oh, it's his birthday. Um, <laughs> Great. Uh, he, he's a... Uh, uh, Arroyo or the other guy? This guy, Toussaint, or whatever, okay. Toussaint, I don't know how to say it. He's from uh, Florida. Um, he uh, was a high pick. I think he was a first-round pick. Yeah, 16th overall. And uh, the Diamondbacks, like, traded him. It was up last year. Yeah, I don't even Weird remember. trade. I'm trying to... F- let he me... went to, what it was, Atlanta in the Diamondbacks. And... I think the the Braves basically just paid for him. By the taking doing, on Bronson Arroyo's Braves contract. were doing all these weird trades where they were taking on contracts. Oh, I love it. I, I thought it was uh, it awesome. Was like, it was this Arroyo and this other guy who I'm not saying, Tukey, we'll call him. That's his first name. For Philip Gosselin, a 
utility guy. And they just, said, they just said, we're going to take on Bronson Royal. We'll pay all his stupid contract that he's not worth anymore because he's old and hurt and he can't even play. And we'll just take one of your uh, prospects. prospects. That being said, he hasn't been very good. But uh, that's like an NBA move or like a yeah. hockey move. Like that's the kind of thing you'd see in uh, sports where there are a salary uh, dump salary for Arizona. Caps. Yeah, um, which they didn't need to do. There's no salary cap. There's just a luxury tax, which they aren't in any danger of hitting. Um, it's just, it's a, it was a, such a bizarre. Um, and then they traded Dansby Swanson, like, soon after that, I think. Um, maybe a year after. I don't remember specifically. Shelby Miller. What a weird, that, the, that was a strange front office that uh, I wish was still um, uh in charge of that team because it was very strange. Um, some real head scratchers as far as uh, people like us yeah. are concerned. That's Weird sure. trades. There are two teams that uh, one team we've talked about today already and another team, they're basically the same team. One team is a little bit better offensively, but their offensive numbers are virtually the same. One of them's hit 104 home runs. The others hit 111. Uh, okay. The team that's hit 111 puts them second in baseball right now. They both strike out a lot, 25% of the time. I mean, their numbers are identical. BABIPs uh, within three points. Average is at 251, 253. On bases within four points at 322, 326. They're both slugging 443. 443. Uh, but one, but uh, runs created plus. One team's at 106. The other team's at 95. So, so we're, we're looking at some sort of ballpark situation here yeah, right so everything is the same basically but the runs created plus one's below average and one's above average huh. these teams are both uh, doing good um and they're basically the same team they walk the same they strike out the same same number of runs same number well, other team has eight more runs it's weird how much similar they are what are the teams there travis milwaukee and tampa <laughs> okay Milwaukee has the 95, Tampa has the 106. That makes sense based on where they play. That makes uh, complete and total sense to me. Brewers but, have a few more steals, and uh, it seems like Tampa's got a uh, bit of a... Uh, uh, they, they've got a pretty good lineup at the top. Their top three guys are really good. Dickerson, hmm. Souza Jr. is pretty good. Logan Morrison's having a good year. Longoria is there. How about this? You have to answer this question uh, with, your, with your gut <clears throat> here. Which... Major league roster, forget age, whatever, everything. Which major league roster would you have rather have today? With the pitching and all that? Everything. Twenty-five man. Brewers, Rays. I would go with What does your heart say? Rays. Because <laughs> of their pitching. Uh it's very good. And uh This is and this is contracts aside, ages aside. Um not looking at what they have in the minors. Because otherwise I'd shame you because alex cobb is hurt and uh or not hurt but uh expiring contract and uh order is he's good <laughs> and they called this with this guy they just called up who's been great uh Korea. boy uh, take a look at this Faria? johnson's name faria jacob yes. faria he's been great so if he can be a guy they can have three four good pitchers um and yeah. they have jumbo diaz whose name is jumbo and he's great no <laughs> he's bad um they uh, they have some really solid players. Uh, Chris Archer is this is a bad this is bad for Chris Archer because he looks like he's a two, three kind of starter this year and after last year. 
he killed the Twins when they played him uh, whenever they, that was a few weeks ago. His, so he was uh, impressive. His FIP's good, two eight seven, but ERA three seven five. Um, I think. I, what do you think? I think Tampa Bay's the wild card, or in that wild card game. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Um, so we got Yankees, Red Sox. One of those two is going to be in the wild card. Yeah, I'd playing, say playing who? I mean, it's going to be the Yankees or the Red Sox, depending on who is hurt more and who ha- makes better deals. Of course, um, playing. I got Tampa. I picked Texas to start the season. Texas. I'll stick with Texas. I just think Texas. They, they apparently they don't want to move Darvish because they um, want to keep him. So if you have Darvish and Hamels, uh, that's going to be good. And then um, they can make deals. Uh, I assume they have, I don't think they have a ton of prospects, but I, I think they probably have some uh, that they could make some deals. And now that Sam Dyson doesn't play for them anymore, that should help significantly, I would think. Yeah, they could they could probably be three four games better. And what was it for him? Uh, Tyson Ross, I think, is back. He now. pitched well. Yeah, he pitched five or six pretty good innings. So that's like a, be a guy, that's a pretty substantial uh, add to to your rotation. Um, a legitimately good starter if healthy. Um, and then um, I would love. I mean, I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. I would love for the Twins to. Uh, take a chance on him yeah good luck getting a guy from berkeley california going up to uh minnesota have you been to lake minnetonka i haven't been to minnesota ever i think um never i don't think so do you have to yeah you have to drive through there to get here right no on nine if you go oh, 90 yeah, 90 yeah that's how that I, got, I went through there to get here and that's it and then i'll be there next month though there you go but uh i don't know if ross's deal is like some sort of weird player um option or something and it looks like it's just a one year i wonder if you call them for a trade right now and say what will you give us for this guy who's been hurt for a long time who had one good start see what he does for the next five weeks they probably say no because they're not selling but do you think uh they would trade joe ross for tyson ross the nationals ross for ross brother for brother or do you think they could do a jersey swap and try to get away with could they just uh, say being uh, the opposite players i think they could Okay. Well, well I'll, I'll text them and see what see what text happens. Good. Couple uh, things maybe to save for next week. Scherzer and Kershaw. This is a, apparently a debate about Scherzer's better than Kershaw now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Kenny like that's like a thing. That, right? And then uh, Bill James tweeted out uh, that he thinks uh, Scherzer's the best pitcher in baseball right now. And I looked at it. I'm like, well, yeah, Scherzer's having a better year than Kershaw, and Scherzer. Would win the Cy Young That's right now. That's unfair to look at it. One. But yeah, look at last year. Look at take it like in uh, the last three years. Take it. Look at the last three years. Kershaw missed some time last year, so that's not good. But even if you look at look at the last look at last year and this year, it's not even worth a discussion. Really, Kershaw's I, so much. Kershaw's like a half run better. It's so goddamn ridiculous that you know we're we're at 10, 15 starts into the season. And Kershaw is probably on the downturn, but he's still the best out there. Yeah, it looks like, oh, yeah. Scherzer's been really good, but he hasn't been, like, um, over the last two seasons. But he hasn't been, like, uh, what do we got for ERA here? 150 is for his ERA Like, you plus. look at Kershaw and Scherzer just these last two years. Kershaw has these, like, stupid, crazy seasons, always, that are, like, just bonkers-level stats, like, uh, last year he was aw- I know he only pitched 21 games but who cares he was awesome no yeah nobody can touch him so I'm going to need to see another season of Scherzer doing what he's doing 
If he if Scherzer does what he did the, for these next like 40 starts, and Kershaw does what he's doing here for the next 40 starts, and yeah, I'll say Kershaw uh, is not number one anymore. But until that time comes, uh, we'll see where we're at at yeah, the end I'm, of the year. Kershaw's still my number one. He's, he's yeah. still your number one. I would rather have Kershaw a hundred times over. Um, he just doesn't. He did what that four home runs he gave up last night. Oh, Two to Jose Reyes. That was bad. I mean, he yeah, but generally uh, he doesn't walk as many as, as Scherzer does. Uh, he doesn't strike out as many as Scherzer does. But um, like when, also... when a pitcher is on, Scherzer strikes out more guys. He only have a fifteen strikeout game. Just every couple of months, he'll he'll do that. I guess I'd rather have Kershaw based on the fact that he has kind of like uh, he has the fastball and the curveball, and he kind of has like a slidery uh, curveball as well. Um, I really hope he pitch. I hope he pitches for like twenty years to see what he can do. It feels like uh, he could. I don't think he relies on uh, velocity, um, movement. That curveball, bam. Yeah, we're at, we're looking at a 93 mile an hour fastball. Um, well, let's see, let's see what he's got just for this season. Um, I would assume velocity. Everything's a little down this year for him. All right, let's see what we got. Um, okay, this is fine. His uh, fastball, which he's thrown 806 times this season, is according to Brooks Baseball, is uh, 93.45 miles an hour, which is totally sustainable for until you're 35, 36, 37. And then he has that slider that he throws a lot, um, 89. And then he has that big hook, uh, 73. That's what that's what the killer is, that, that 93 to 73, that 20-mile-an-hour difference. And then he has a slider also, which is just not even fair. And then if he feels like it, he throws a changeup, which is also annoying if you're a hitter. Uh, that's why uh, Scherzer isn't as good, I feel like, right? Yeah, Scherzer doesn't have that crazy. He's got some power and strikes guys out. Yeah, he doesn't have that, uh, and that that uh, is repertoire. Less, that's less likely to uh, be sustainable um, as he ages. I would I would suspect. And he's um, what good two three years older. I think he's older. Thirty two. Kershaw's um, about twenty nine. Thirty. He's only throwing a little bit harder on average. Uh, Ninety five miles an hour. Um. Than, than Kershaw is. Yeah, but he's been a, what, $200 million contract with Washington. A lot of that is deferred for like the next 20 years, mm-hmm. but uh, well worth the money. Well, that's Oh, a, yeah, for sure. And if a guy's going to defer that, that's that works out for the team, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he does not mix pitches. Uh, he, he mixes his four more regularly than, than Kershaw does. Kershaw kind of sticks to three, but uh, he mostly just goes fastball, change, slider, curve, really all over. Um, but Kershaw is going that big, uh, 20 mile an hour difference. Whereas, uh, Scherzer doesn't have anything 15 maybe. And he doesn't throw that curve as much as, as Kershaw does. So yeah, I'd rather have a guy with a big, stupid curveball that also can throw hard. Um, that's like if Wakefield threw a knuckleball and a 95 mile an hour fastball, I mean, it'd be pretty, pretty great. Kershaw, six innings or six and a third innings on Monday night did give up six runs in, uh, 10 10 strikeouts. He did get the win. Not a good start. Well, that's what matters. Of but course. he did get the win. So he's 10 and 2. Uh, what, Vargas was the first guy to 10 wins a couple nights ago. So that's ridiculous. Uh, Keichel. Keichel's hurt. He had 10, though, didn't he? Didn't, he, didn't he just go like 10 and 0 and. I don't think he did. Get toast. I think he did. I think I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm right on this. I feel like you're not. Ah, shit. 9 <laughs> and 0. <laughs> okay. But 
Close enough. When's he coming back anyway? McCullers will be back, I think, on Thursday. Keiko might be another week End or two. End of June. It says, I'm nervous. You know? I would like him to be back here sooner than later. Yeah, they um, are a fun team, but uh, when they're throwing those stinkers out on the mound, it's less exciting to watch them. Got a them. prospect that called up, uh, what, Martez? Uh-huh. He, see what he does. He had a good start. I think he's starting again tonight on a Tuesday. So uh, Have we had any, like, uh, super... Pitching prospects come up and light the world on fire like we've had these these hitters this year. Not or? really. It's kind of been all hitters. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe um, that's something for, uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, Severino's been awesome. Burrios. But he's been Brios. Yeah, they've, they've both been, but they're, they've both pitched in the majors and they both sucked last year too. So, um, I guess uh, the Reds called up Ariel Hernandez for Arroyo on the DL if he ever pitches again. So, I guess that would just be the guy I would go with. Um, oh, for Bronson. <laughs> to like, cover what? something we talked about 20 minutes what? ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, win, win of the week, uh, Kershaw, not quite Kershaw. We're going to go to that uh, Sunday game at Coors Field. 3-2 to two in the ninth, 7-5, Rockies, Arenado hits the walk-off. Three-run home run to complete the cycle, and he got bloodied up. That was great to see. Fun, fun little deal there in Denver. And uh, Carlos Estevez would be my guy for win of the week. He got the win. He pitched to one guy. He struck him out on five pitches. He got the win. Yeah, Carlos Estevez. Um, Not good. I, I really liked him in Major League. You did? Yeah. Uh, but um, I didn't watch him pitch. Over. I didn't see his, his glorious win. ERA is now under eight. Oh, good. Well, he was their closer last year, and now he is just a guy in their bullpen. He is 4-0. 4-0 with an ERA of eight. Uh, what, McGee? What, Jake McGee? Um, yeah, the lefty. He gave up the lead. Okay. Three runs in two-thirds of an inning, really hoping he would have gotten one more out so he would have been in line for the win to pitch an inning, give up three runs, blow the save, and do that. Here's a here's a thing for you. Carlos Estevez has been in the Rockies system since 2011. He um, doesn't have a nickname on his baseball reference page. That seems odd to me. I went. Me and Marcus went to the game last year, like right around this time. Yeah. And he, what what do you think his walkout music is? Well, it's got to be wild. Thing, it right? is. But why doesn't he have a nickname on his baseball reference? Because Carlos Estevez, my God, that is Charlie Sheen's actual name. And I'm putting two and two together. He comes out to the song. I'm like, this this is perfect. He knows it. They know it. Okay, we we figured this out. So that's a good little deal. That's probably not I also, very well known. Uh, we also have um, Derek Fisher was called up recently to the Astros. He doesn't look the same as no. the other one that we're all kind of They sent uh, him back knowing. down already. So, um, But, uh, yeah, he's, a, uh, he's definitely um, different than the other one uh, as far as skill set. Uh, one's, one's better at other things but he looks like he could be a good hitter too and he's um, probably a better driver hmm are we am i missing a Derek fisher reference here yeah maybe uh maybe google Derek fisher basketball player car accident see what uh, oh you tell me, oh you tell right. me what comes up there yeah 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 that was uh not great i'm um more focused on his uh, coaching woes recently mm. um but uh oops don't Get into a car crash. That's my recommendation of the With week. With another player's former girlfriend in a 
vehicle is Matt Barnes. Oh, I was forgetting that that was the Matt Barnes situation. Matt Barnes, too. former girlfriend. Somebody was tweeting about that. Uh, Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher were there was an Astros Red Sox series or something. I think maybe it's coming up. I don't know. It was this weekend. Yeah, it was this weekend in Houston. Barnes Fisher playing against each other. Matt Barnes. Oh, there's Derek a, what, Fisher. a pitcher for yeah, Red Sox have a pitcher oh named Matt God. Barnes. Somebody I don't remember who tweeted about that'd it. Be, I can't. I can't take credit for that. Of course, that'd be but, great. Uh, I don't know if they played against each other. I believe the car was licensed to Matt Barnes. Yeah, that's a debacle. That's a fun situation. Do you there. think? Uh, speaking of Matt Barnes and the Red Sox and stuff, uh, they what's? Do you think they are good? I, I'm no. curious. They're They're, po- they don't have any power. That's the deal with that. Uh, Sale has not been good. He's had like an area of four since. Sales to a well since for yeah. a while. I mean, he started off great, and then for the last month, he's he's been. Average price has been price is garbage. Terrible. <laughs> I saw him pitch against Houston. I think he he did get the win. Well, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Course. He got five. He went five innings. They put him out there for the sixth. Why? I don't know. He, he pitched 107 wow. uh, pitches. He was finished after five, and we're they put him a, back out there. We're in a. This is a manager problem here. And they're John, talking about, John Farrell is not, and, and he's on the hot seat. And he should be letting uh, Tori Lavello go was such a stupid dumb and it sucks because you're you're in a situation with john farrell you're like well yeah well, he maybe, was a guy uh, that the twins. he back. was one of the finalists for the twins job what a stupid and they let terry francona go and it's like oh man they had these these two of the best managers in baseball could have still could still be their manager and yet they're off on other teams that are better um that's gotta suck if price right had no it. control where the pitches were going bouncing them he had a couple of wild pitches a few passed balls uh, Houston should have won that game, but they didn't. Just maybe he needs a uh, personal catcher like uh, Doug Mirabelli or something. Need a bigger glove because he was bouncing <laughs> balls. Uh, David Price looked like garbage, and Porcello's not good. Uh, mm-hmm. Eduardo Rodriguez was good, but he's been hurt. So again, that pitching, I don't, I don't like the pitching for Boston. Mm-mm. And um, I bullpen's think, good though. Uh, the Yankees intrigue me with their offense. Man, uh, they need another. If they can just get one, if they can get like Ryan Madsen or something, that is just going to shore up that bullpen so, so well. It will just be that is the critical piece because the rotation can be bad if you have a good bullpen. And it's lineup. looking like it's going to be a Houston Cleveland ALCS right now. Yeah, and that doesn't um, make me too upset. I didn't, I didn't expect the Yankees to make the playoffs even this season, so uh, I'm very happy with with how they're performing. What do you think about the Twins? You think what? What's your uh, what do you think oh, yeah, their like odds? Twins thoughts. I mean, you. What look, do you think their odds are on eighty games right now? Winning gonna be, eighty games. Going to be fun. I think they get it. I think they get like. I think it's going to be similar to two years ago. They won eighty three. Fangraphs has them at seventy seven as of yesterday. Seventy seven. I, I think they get it. Um, you know, the, uh, with Kansas City, if they can beat up on Kansas City and Chicago again, which you know Kansas City is good now apparently. It's going to be close, but that pitching that they put out there in that four game series. Kyle Gibson pitched okay on Sunday. Not good enough to win, but he pitched okay. Mejia pitched okay on Friday. It was a rain delay for an hour plus, so he was done after about four and two-thirds. Those guys did as well as you could expect. The guys on Saturday in that doubleheader, uh, that was atrocious. That was a goddamn embarrassment. He had Nick Turley, Uh who we talked about last week. He struck out a bunch of guys in uh, AAA. They called him up. I'm fine giving him a chance. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to start one more game maybe. Then you send him back down to uh, AAA, and I think you, know, you try him in the bullpen next time you call him up. He was a goddamn embarrassment. And uh, who was the other guy that they pitched on uh, the second game who was just dog shit? 
Adam Wilk. Oh, Pitched yeah. for the Mets a game. They got rid of him. Uh, Twins got rid of him as well. Nobody's going to pick him up, so he'll go back to AAA. Uh, he was designated for assignment. But if you're, I mean, Turley and Wilk in a doubleheader against the team you're tied with the division lead for, that's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that this team has two major league quality pitchers in the entire system. How embarrassing is that? That's a terrible roster that they put together. You make the playoffs with two good pitchers, I think. But if you get there, you're fine. But Jesus, you can't be starting the guys that they're starting. Terrible. I agree. I, I think um, I Terrible. still think they could maybe sneak in. Here's what your uh, your playoff odds are. Ten percent. As far as uh, no six point three. The Tigers and the Royals have better chances. Apparently, um, this is chances. Yeah, playoff odds. Okay, so um, this is for from Fangraphs and Cleveland ninety seven percent. I mean that is a bit ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> they, oh, is, they're I mean, the highest uh, World Series contender. Um, I don't know if this is from the beginning really? of the season or not. Uh, but um, yeah, then the Astros. Uh, that might it might be pre. No, this is up. Well, playoff odds are updated. The Yankees are at seventy five percent. Red Sox still eighty. They would not have been seventy five percent to begin the year. Right. Uh, the let's see. I'll give you White Sox point two. That's the lowest in the AL. And then the Phillies. Goose egg. There's no chance. I mean, there's there is a chance. It's the not, Phillies. They say there has to be some are out. The Phillies are no. out. <laughs> well, that's wrong. They're, they're not out. They say the Phillies are, their chances of making the playoffs are, I I think the Phillies' chances of making the playoffs are zero. I agree with that. They're well, the 19 jo- games back. Padre should be zero. Um, um, well, I mean, yep, they're... Yep, Padres are zero. Oh, and uh, and How about the Giants? <laughs> the Giants are zero. So Giants are zero. There you okay. go. And well, then the Reds, point one. That's something. So uh, the Twins, though, funny... Um, they are 6.3%. Or no. Yeah, 6.3%. 1.1% chance they win the division. Yeah, 2 nothing again. They need to sweep Chicago here. They got Santana tonight. He's pitching great. And Barrios, that's a good... Barrios tomorrow. And I think uh, maybe Santiago on Thursday. They need to sweep Chicago. Chicago's terrible. Sweep their asses. Get back to 4 over 500. Go to Cleveland. Split that uh, four-game series this weekend. You need to sweep Chicago. I think they stay in it till the end. They have to get another pitcher... Uh, starting pitcher bullpen because this, these, I mean, Phil Hughes, uh, Santiago, he'll be back. He is okay as a guy. Yeah, he can be one of your five. Hughes, Hughes is coming back. I would prefer him as a bullpen guy just to see because his velocity is very, is, is down a lot and he's had some shoulder trouble. So if he can go to the bullpen. 10 years ago, he was an amazing he was. relief pitcher. So if he can go to the bullpen and maybe reach 92, 93 and not have to pitch as much and it can limit him to maybe three four innings uh here's what i think about phil hughes in the bullpen is uh he's pitched in the american league his whole career everybody knows his pitch mix they're not going to be fooled if he just is facing three batters instead of 15 or 18 you know what i mean nobody's going to be fooled everyone knows what phil hughes is bringing to the table I mean, he's got to be a bullpen guy. I just Bud norris though has succeeded but Bud norris i think was a nl and al guy if I remember correctly, so that I, is I, harder to. Get. And at at this point, there's a guy, uh, Stephen Gonsalves, who's in Double A, mm-hmm. who they who's probably gonna who should be called up next year. I like the idea of him. He throws uh, garbage. I would like him just... to be up now. It's okay if he struggles. He's yeah. out. I don't know. I don't think he's on the forty man. That's not a problem. Uh, he can make some moves to get him there. But you need to get guys here now. He's in Double A. He's very good. See what happens. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a good uh, low 
or weak contact guy, I think. Um, Make a move, because uh, if you're not trading for a guy, he's your best bet. Uh, call him up. There's a guy named Jake Reed who's now up to AAA, who's been a very intriguing relief prospect. I expect him to be up later this season. He could strike some guys out. So it's they're 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 very they're they're too good to screw around here and have Adam Welk and Nick Turley starting games against Cleveland. You know, I think as far as the bullpen, I I would guess Mariano Rivera is available. Um, I'd take him, and I would guess uh, I don't know Gagne. He, I know he's available. Um, Joe maybe Nathan? if you feel like throwing Andy Pettit in the pen. I think Joe Nathan's available. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of good. Roger Clemens. Can you give um, me a third of an inning? I think uh, so. If you want D.H. Barry Bonds, he's probably free. Um, so, yeah, there are some good opportunities. Good. One final thing as we wrap it up. College World Series, is that something you would ever like to go no, to? I don't even know anything. Like, Nothing. I don't even know anything about it other than the Major League Baseball wants to hold the draft there, apparently. Do they? Um, that's all I know. I don't I don't know anything about it. They use metal bats. I know that, mm. which is okay, whatever. I Do they? I think so. Would yeah. you, you wouldn't like to go just for the atmosphere, uh, a weekend? Oh, I I would yeah that would yeah not like, I, like you're not oh I'm a big LSU fan I'm I go to LSU. A, I go to like a zillion of the South Dakota amateur, amateur games, baseball and games and this guy's the your your mailman all you do is pick a team yeah and and you root for that team the whole way through yeah hopefully they make it um but yeah it would be fun to go to and it's, it's not very far away right uh it's just a matter of uh going there for a weekend yeah. two games a day so it's not terrible you can go down there's stuff to do in Omaha get on there Friday Saturday Sunday. See some games. You see, you get to see some, you know. Is there stuff to do in Omaha? Yes. <laughs> okay. You, you get to uh, get to do, you can see, you know, there's multiple guys, top five, five, five round picks. That's what's intriguing about that. Oh, yeah, this guy sure. got picked by Oakland in the second round. He might be a guy in a couple of years. So you can see that. And uh, That would be what would be most interesting to me as a Major League Baseball fan. Um, but yeah, I don't know who's, McKay's playing, right? Yeah. That's, that would probably you be the guy. get to see him. That'd probably be the guy I'd want to see. That'd be fun. There you go. Sometime in the future, I would say maybe even next year, Marcus Traxer wants to go. He's busy. He's busy going to golf. I know, golf. Have you getting, been, the, I, getting the tan. You a big golf on. fan, are you? Me? <laughs> no. No. I have you would much, too many horror stories of working on a golf course that I'd right. like to never set foot on. You would much rather again. go to the College World Series <laughs> than the U.S. Open. Yeah, I don't ever want. Golf is... I didn't even play golf when I could golf for free, so I clearly am not very interested in it. Tells you stuff right there. So again, I mean, as far as series this week, uh, Rockies, Arizona, Rockies, Dodgers. See what the Rockies do here. I think they'll do well. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, the Rockies play all the time every week, so uh, I would suggest just watch them for the rest of the season if you're a baseball fan because they're awesome. And uh, uh, I I like to say that they're not very good, and I like to point out their flaws, but uh, that doesn't mean I, I don't think they're a very good team. Trade, what 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 was that now? What about the Rockies? That they're good? Yeah, I think they're good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think they're good. I just don't uh, say it much. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the Yankees. I think they're very good. I don't like to say it because I think um, that one in particular is because I think I'm going to jinx them because I'm a baseball fan which makes me a lunatic. Trade deadline is Monday. I wish it was Sunday so we could do the show like right when it's going on or right after it's yeah, going on. Yeah, have instant reaction. The thing is, we'll have more time to digest. It is Monday, so we could probably do a show Monday or Tuesday, probably Monday night or Tuesday. Well, what day is it? It's a Monday, depending on your uh, city council yeah, things and me such. me and my city council things so, and such. It's the 31st, or it's the 1st, right? 
Is it? Well, it's, it's thirty first yeah. is a Monday. So it's the first, I think. Is it a first? I think because they kicked of... it back. It used to be the thirty. It's one of those two days. I won't have counsel that day, so I might be able to go. So that's uh, exciting just to do trade stuff because yeah, trade a damn baseball player right. I always of, like to trade. That <laughs> I'm sick of nobody getting traded. Make your trades in June. Why wait? There's no reason to wait. It drives me nuts. You've mentioned the same thing. Uh, make your trades now. The Twins bullpen's not going to get any better here in the next month. So I'm free. I'll sign a minimum, whatever minimum deal. I haven't thrown, I haven't touched a baseball in years, but if they need me, I'm available. Trevor Vermillion's out there in Alexandria. <laughs> we can probably get a hold of them. Haven't they been uh, less than good this year? Or Alexandria? Compared, compared to normal? They've lost a game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Less than perfect, yes. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I believe they're still going to win the whole thing. They've been less than uh, less, what they, they can are, be. They so. are worse than they were last year. Still the best team in the state. Yeah, well, the Twins could use some bullpen arms from them then, I guess. There we go. Idea for future, because you'll be, I'm sure you'll be at the amateur tournaments. I'll uh-huh. be doing some games. Marcus, I'm sure he'll be spitting seeds out there. Yeah. We've never done, uh, in, our, in my other venture with Marcus, we do uh, like a podcast on location once in a while. Marcus did one on the... Did an hour podcast with his buddy that he went to coming back, talking about the golf and whatever the hell okay. they talked about. So we can maybe do that at the amateur game. I'm sure big crowds, obviously. Oh, sure. Dozens of folks there. So we could do like an amateur. That could be Marcus's debut. A special podcast on location at Cadwell yeah. Park. Middle of August. The, uh, hot as shit. Much anticipated uh, Marcus Traxler podcast debut. I tried to rope him over here today, but he was oh off uh, gallivanting throughout uh, South Dakota, covering whatever uh, they cover. Similar to Twins Prospects, we're going to call Marcus in here later than he should. Yeah, I suppose. I have no other comment to that. Guess how long the podcast went this week? Uh, uh, 80 minutes. Hour 21, yes. Yeah, that's. I don't understand how that happens. I feel like we just nail it every time. We That is exactly when we run out of stuff. There's always enough stuff to talk. Uh, 80 minutes of baseball and you so. hit that and no more baseball too much next week we'll talk more baseball what we don't know because it hasn't happened yet evan hendershot travis crins you got the itunes check it out there uh the twitter account 20 underscore 80 baseball podcast haven't gotten to a fight with the uh any team so Mm-mm. uh we'll see what happens we'll here make, well maybe we'll make week. that change this week maybe get in fight with the alexandria angels yeah they have a twitter page right maybe and if <laughs> not we'll make one up and fight amongst ourselves there we so. go Evan Hendershot, Travis Crins, 2080 Baseball Podcast. We'll see you again next week.